What'd you say? New Greenwich. That's what it's called. Greenwich? This is Maui Wowie. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> my favorite oh my movie is that I can't decide on a favorite movie. Press next podcast. Hey I'm Katie. <laughs> it's co-host Corey, and this is the Press Next Podcast. Welcome. Stop. <laughs> Why are you laughing already? Oh. Welcome back to another week of the Press Next Podcast. For sure. If you are new, thanks for tuning in. You know, we are show. We talk about movies, TV shows, documentaries, you know, film entertainment, stuff like that. We just talk about it and then we, you know what I'm saying, we go back and forth and, and stuff like that. No, I'm just joking. You don't have to watch nothing. You know what I'm saying? So that's a good thing about our podcast. Um, you don't have to. We would like that you do if we talk about movies or something that you go watch it. But again, you don't have to. Uh, and then those who have been here, you already know the deal. What's up, Fourth Wall? How y'all been? How y'all doing? How you doing, girl? I'm doing good. You had a good holiday? A good Labor Day, yeah. I've just been reading all day. Yeah, I'm about to say. You've been reading, reading, reading. I know. You need to do a thing where you talk about books that turn into movies. Movie club, book, movie club, book club. Movie club, book club. I do. I do. Because that'll be lit. And I want to. So you should and we will. I know. <clears throat> you can follow <laughs> us everywhere on social media, Press Next Podcast. Um, you know, if you want to be a member of the fourth wall and get into the Discord and everything else, hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash Press Next Podcast. Oh, that's all you got to do. Google Press Next Podcast. You can get to everything. Leave a review. You know what I'm saying? Drop a little rating. You know, send us some 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 good feelers in the air. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we do have some pretty cool news. Yeah, September twenty second. So in a couple of weeks, uh, on our normal record day, and I wish we had time to do this, but we're not going to do it. This would be pretty cool. We normally record on Thursdays anyway, but we are going to our alma mater to speak to a class about podcasting. Anya Tarleton. Anya Tarleton. All right, anyway, we went to a school. We met. That's where we met, y'all. That's where we fell in love. You know what I'm saying? Went to a school in, I guess you can call it Central Texas, um, called Tarleton State. Shout out to TSU. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Oscar P. Y'all know what it is. Y'all from TSU. We're going to the game this weekend, too. They're playing TCU. TCU. So, um but anyway, we're we're headed back. We have been invited to come speak by a good friend of ours. Uh, so we appreciate that. But I think that's pretty cool, you know what I mean? Be able to come back, do that, give back, and then also see that other people feel like our work has been um satisfactory, you know? Yeah. So I enjoy that. That's pretty that's pretty cool. But anyway, what you been watching this week? You've been reading a lot, so I don't know if you have been watching anything. <laughs> um hmm. I'm trying to think. Besides TikToks. I really haven't been on TikTok much lately. This girl been reading. She been on her Kindle like she was like um, more out of style. Hmm. Oh, She-Hulk. Yes. Yeah, I've been watching She-Hulk. Been and watching She-Hulk. We'll get into that. What else? Um, I can't remember if I mentioned it last time, but I watched the... Um, Girlfriend who didn't exist with Mantateo. Oh yeah, yeah. Shout out to Mantateo. Watch that. Um. Besides that, I don't think I've watched anything else. Can you think of anything? I don't know, but I know you want to watch uh, House of the Dragon. Mm, yeah, I do want to watch that. So I started watching Game of Thrones back when it was popular. I was still like five seasons behind when it came out, though. Um, and I made it to the second season and stopped watching. So. I want to start over from the beginning, but House of Dragons is the prequel, so you really don't have to watch no. the Game of Thrones to get through. You know what I mean? But if you want to, I'm gonna do that because I didn't watch the last season of Game of Thrones while I was on because I said I was gonna binge it, but then I never binged it. And I'm like, uh, confession here. Yeah. I don't think Game of Thrones is like all that. All that it's hyped up to be. Yeah. Like yeah, it's I could see that. I mean, it's not. A, it's a very good show, but I don't have the same like. I'm not. I don't, it, it has a cult following. I just. I'm not a member of it. I yeah. guess you could say. That's fair. I'm fine without it. Like if I never watched it and finished it, I think I'd be okay. I feel the same, but since it does have a cult following, I feel like I do want to watch it. Right. I can be in the know. Yeah. So I know what people are talking wanna, about. I don't want to miss out on an experience that everybody else has kind of had as well. 
Exactly. Uh, what a powerful thing to have in the world. Like you just experiences when everybody else experiences it, you know, you want to experience it too. Yeah. Which is kind of what happened or why movies were uh, so great even 10 years ago when the theaters were so hot, man. And going to a going to the movies was such a it was such a thing. It was such a thing. It was so iconic. Like Friday, you knew what you was doing. You was either gonna go hang with your friends, you know, at the mall or something. At least for me, I grew up in the city, so we gonna go to the mall. We gonna go to the football game first because you know we gotta play football. Welcome to Texas. Uh, we gonna hit up the mall this weekend and we gonna go catch a flick. Like <laughs> that's gonna happen every. If you if you got a girl or a significant, a significant other, that was like you know that was date. Going to the movies. Hit the movies. Yeah. Hit the chilies because you know you had no money. So you had to go to Chili's. the cheap places. Got cheap places. Got to hit Chili's or the TGI Fridays or um, man, what is the place? Jay Gilligan's. Um, you know all the all the. Are uh, you looking like I don't know none of them places? Yeah. We went to Sonic and uh, and uh, Dairy, Dairy Queen. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. We had a Dairy Queen in my town only until. Probably until like I was in high school, they put a subway in our grocery store, our single grocery store. There was a subway. And so we had those two places. And then after I graduated, they put in a Sonic. So now the subway is gone mm. and there's a Sonic and a Dairy Queen. Yeah, no. Nah. And a restaurant now. So we that's was, good at least. We would pull up at a Chili's or something. We would go to the movies. We would pull up at a Chili's. And then there was this, um, there was this frozen yogurt place. This is back when frozen yogurt places started to like they were pop just starting off. to pop. Yeah, I remember when they were everywhere. I yeah, feel they like. were so niche. And one of them was uh, this is in Arlington, by the mall too. So it wasn't that far away, and right by the Chili's. It was a check this out. This is hard. <laughs> it was a frozen yogurt place. That also, in the front was like a karaoke. Thing. Oh, that's fine. So you would go there too, to like in the night, and then of course you know you get back in the car, take your day home. Couldn't go in the house, so you like just make out in the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so going to the movies though was a staple. It is not no more, and I felt like it was on a decline anyway. But COVID definitely put it out. With the frozen yogurt places? No, 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 movies. Oh, like movies. going to the movies. I was like, wait. Nah. Yeah, I think so too because they closed down and then you had to wear a mask to go in and, and people didn't want to just sit there for two hours. Movies with the on mask demand, on. so then it's like and then th- yeah, things started releasing on TV. Oh man, COVID was the uh, the the it ended a lot of stuff and I think it kind of ended the movies. Except I'm hoping that the movies. And we've seen them kind of make a return, mm-hmm. but I really want them to make like a big return. Like I really want it to be as big as it used to be. Yeah. I just don't know if it'll ever go back to that, honestly. Yeah, it probably won't. And it's wishful thinking for me and mm-hmm. just nostalgia. Um, but I think we're starting to But miss- we still like the movie. So oh, we for sure. Go. I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go. You know, 100%. Uh, but it's just not like the the same yeah and everybody has access to everything so fast so that was the other thing too you want to get in the first weekend because if you didn't see it the first weekend like it's you gonna was, get spoiled yeah and you was out of the loop like yeah. you almost feel like you wasn't the cool kid or with the cool kids no more because you was out because you didn't get to see it the first weekend that's true so um you know that was like the pop thing like okay twilight mm. uh what was the last twilight though what was uh, uh this is crazy <laughs> the last twilight Breaking movie Dawn. part two right part two all right let me let me as to make sure that I'm not leading y'all down a, uh, a, the wrong path and or lying to you, or as my, as my mother I would say. I already know what scene you're talking about. Is fibbing <laughs> or telling a story. When did Breaking Dawn 2 come out? Mm, I don't know. You'll have to look it up. That's what I'm doing right now. Because I don't want a lot of y'all people. I'm trying to keep it real. I'm trying to keep it G real. All right. So 2012. So maybe it wasn't Breaking Dawn. Because 2012, I was well into college. And I was right at this point. I was in high school, so may, it might have been New Moon, maybe when New Moon came out. Mm, maybe. Or hey, I ain't go front. Maybe it was Breaking Dawn. <laughs> either, either way. So at the yeah, oh, it was New Moon because New Moon came New out in two thousand nine. So Breaking Dawn was my senior year. Breaking Dawn Part Two. That was twenty twelve. I know. Dang. Okay. So I don't remember which one it was, but here's what happened. It was the fall of 2012. I graduated at the, in the spring. At the Parks Mall in Arlington, 
They got an AMC theater. And and it really is huge. They got like 20-something screens. Dang. Right? It's a huge theater. And all day long, I ain't going to front. I'm a, I'm a Twilight stand. Y'all know this. Katie know this. Anytime it rain outside, it get gloomy. We throwing on Twilight. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're as terrible as movies as everybody else thinks they are. I mean, they're pretty cringy, but but that's what the we're first gonna, one especially, right? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. But anyway, up just about you know ratings and stuff like that. But they <laughs> they gave us a pass, or well, I actually bought a pass to where you can bring food into that theater. We stayed, me and his girls, with we stayed there all day long and watched all the other movies. That was a part of like the little package that we bought. Was we watch all you the stay other all day long? Well, we watch we watch all the other Twilights before the new oh, Twilight came out. That's really cool. I mean, that's an all day event. Right. So but that's cool. The new Twilight dropped at midnight. Okay, remember now they drop at midnights on Thursdays or even like ten p.m. Yeah. Back in the day, or like it wasn't eight p.m. Even right. Back in the day, it wasn't like that. Sometimes it wouldn't drop until the premiere wouldn't be till like Friday night at seven fifty or whatever, or as early as it wouldn't premiere until like Thursday at midnight. Mm-hmm. So we went, we watched all the Twilight. So you would watch a movie, you would get like a small break so you can go to the bathroom and get food, whatever. You would go back into the same theater, watch the movie. So it was just a marathon. That's crazy. And then, I didn't know they did anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it was wild. And then we left because we had to get in line. Well, we still had the VIP section line, but we still had to get in line for the new Twilight. And I wish I can show you all this visual. Were there people like dressed up and stuff too? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. But this is not, that's not even the, the, harp, the, the, the part I want to get to you, to in your head. So in order to get to the theaters, you take escalators on both sides to go up to the top. Mm-hmm. So you buy your tickets down low and you get on the escalators, you go up to the top and that's how you get access to all the theaters. Mm-hmm. There was a line snaking from up top, snaked all the way down, all the way down the escalators, past Dick Sporting Goods, all the way past the ice rink to the food court. Wow. For people to see the Twilight movie premiere that wow. le- at midnight, right? <clears throat> You had your your ticket and what theater you're supposed to go to, but people were getting rowdy. So they came on the intercom and was like, hey, we just going to open the gates. No. And you just choose whatever theater you want to go to. So they were showing it like They multiple. put it on every, th- on every screen. Wow. So I told the girl I'm with, I'm like, let's not get to the front because the front theaters are the big ones. Mm-hmm. Like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They're the big theaters. Like, let's go to the back, like, you know, Theater 21 or whatever. <laughs> They're small, intimate, but ain't nobody going to go to them. Mm-hmm. So we can get the seat that we want, the, like, the fastest. Yeah. Bro, they open, they let them, they open the ropes. It was like a free-for-all. Like, you know how the, the old Christmas movies you see when they're trying to get a toy? And yeah. They open it, it, it was like, like that. Black like Black Friday. Friday. It was like Black Friday. We ran all the way to the back to get the seat that we wanted to watch the new Twilight. And it's like, when I think about top movie nostalgia... It's like that. Like, that's yeah. what I remember. Some of the coolest cultural moments ever. Even going to see Black Panther in theaters. It was like, it, it happened in the theater. So I hope that the movies make their comeback. Yeah. Uh-uh. I hope they do. Do you got any, like, memorable movie stuff besides, like, cheesy dates and bad dates? Because I had a couple of them, too. Not really. <laughs> Not really. Because first, I'll tell you, the closest movie theater to my hometown was about 25 30 minutes away Damn. um but they only had two screens that's it yes it was 99 cent. oh that's the one that we drive by every time and i said yeah the, okay yeah and there's there's still 99 cents but most of the movies come out like late like three like months i think after that they their... might still be showing top gun right now oh wow so they're like late movies but we would go there um, we could also go to Marshall, which was about 30 to 40 minutes away. Um, that was a bigger theater, but again, you know, you're still having to drive 40 minutes. back. Yeah. Um, so I went there a couple times and then there was also texture Canada, which was like 40 minutes away. But, um, yeah, I don't, so I never really went to like premieres and stuff because oh, they were just like man. so far away. Man. But I do remember when Twilight came out. Um, I think it might have been Breaking Dawn. I can't remember which one it went, but I, I remember that. Were you in theaters for that scene? Um, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. I'm trying to remember. I don't think I saw that one in theaters. Oh, man. Man, man. You missed the moment. I know. Or maybe I did. My boy was holding his head. Or maybe I did. 
actually, I think I did see that in theaters. But I do remember when Magic Mike came out. Oh, you went to theater for that one, huh? Yeah, Everybody I did. Everybody in there sweating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that one because it was just a theater full of women that were like hooping and hollering. <laughs> mm, but the, even then, I still like... That's a vibe, you know, like just mm-hmm. being around people who all would enjoy the same thing and they like go and watch it and yeah. it is what it is, you know. Um, but all of that kind of brings me to one point. So we had <clears throat> earlier I was talking to one of my friends. She been on the show. Y'all know Katie. She's an A24 stand. And I was telling her about some other A24 stands that um I know at work and stuff like that. And I always say... Is it A24 or A24? I've always said, said A24. It's, it's whatever. Either way. I'm going to go A24. But A24. Explain what that is. A production company? Yeah, they're or? a production company, okay. uh, media house, and they produce a lot of films. Um, they're very much so known for like their avant-garde style shooting, mm-hmm. um, time pieces, and they just push the limits of everything. Um, and so... I've always and I enjoy A two A two four movies. I just always feel like A two four stands can't say when a movie isn't a movie good. isn't like good. You know what I'm saying? Like it, they're so. Here's my opinion: they're so fringed with their like movies that they're either like really good or they're really bad. Yeah. Like there's not a lot of average movies in the middle. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's no curve. They, they flatten the curve. <laughs> Not <Stop. laughs> But really, I feel like they flatten the curve. They just like, all right, we got to... Because they're allowing... I think they started from a couple of uh, directors. That's how they became their production house. So they allow other directors to really push that creativity. Mm-hmm. And what that what you get from that is you, you go take a shot. And some of the shots are like... Yeah. Yeah. This is not good. And in some of them, you're like, this is the most unbelievable, incredible thing I've ever seen, ever. And if you're a stan of them, because their style is very, like, you can, if you watch the movie, you know it's A24, right? Mm-hmm. If if you're a stan of them, it's hard for them to be, they're like, I don't want to liken them to cowboy fans, but they really <laughs> cannot say when a movie is just not, like, a good movie. Um, and then somebody said... Um, I think Sam was like, it was, we're talking about hereditary or uh, not hereditary, but uh, Midsummer, which I'm of the liking that Midsummer is not really that great of a film. I have never watched Midsummer, but I have watched Hereditary. I like Hereditary better. I don't like Midsummer like that. And people love Midsummer. There's a couple of things that I like. So, and then Sam said this, and this is what really drove it home for me. And I said, we got to talk about this topic on the podcast. Sam was like, it was a great movie. I mean, it's a good movie, but it's not a great film. And I was like, that's exactly how I feel. I just have not been able to to say that. Yeah. Right? And ex- explain that a little bit. So ex- Expand on Basically that. what he was saying is, as a movie, I enjoyed the entertainment. Mm-hmm. I didn't dislike my time watching it. But if I'm going to go see like a film that I'm taking to account, this could win an Academy Award or whatever... The story has to be great. The development has to be great. The the music, if there's a score, needs to be great. The um, Not only just the style of the shots, but the shots need to make sense. Right? That's what makes it a film. Yeah. And sometimes, like, so I said, like, Hancock, the movie Hancock with Will Smith is, like, a, is a good movie. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's a great film. Okay. Right? Like, it's just, it's a lot of, a lot of action movies are good movies, but they're not great films. Yeah. I could agree with that. You know? Um, even comedies. Comedies get scored terrible on Rotten Tomatoes and everything else because they're good movies, but they're not great films. So, what's a great film to you? Now, this is where we get into it. What is, what are we talking about? So, I'm going to start scoring things differently. So, you know how we typically say... One out of ten. How do you like this? Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna start going out of one hundred. Okay. Because one hundred gives me a lot more leeway. Okay, you did that earlier with lunch, and you were like, "I'm gonna score this." You said, uh, "I had a." You said eight out of ten. Then you go mm, eight out of one hundred, and I'm like, or eighty out of one hundred. And I said in my head, I was like, "That's still the same thing, eight right?" Out of 10, but but okay. then I changed it to like an eighty-four. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. So, but here's what I'm trying to say. The reason why I say that is because if I say eight out of ten, when I'm thinking about, most people say seven, right? 
Like the average would be like a seven. Yeah. Like most people say, oh, is it, and it does seven mean it's good? Yeah. Because I feel like when you stretch it out to 100, like a 60 or a 50 could be like still a good film. Like a 55 could still be like, it was a good movie. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was still enjoyable, but it wasn't whatever. But if you say five out of 10, people are going to be like, that's trash. When really it's in the middle. It should be. So we, 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 we blow VA seven. <laughs> seven yeah. shouldn't be used as much as it is. That's true. So I feel like when we give it to 100, people can be more exact. And like a 77 is a lot. I guess the school system messed us up. But um, anyway, so here are like my criteria, I guess you can say, when it comes to film and how I'm scoring stuff. Because the one thing I can't stand, which is where we're at now, is that we call everything trash. Do you agree? You call everything trash. No, I'm talking about we as a culture. I'm not I'm not dismissing myself because I do the same thing. So I'm trying to get better. But would you agree that we're in a phase where if it's not utterly great, people it, like automatically go to his trash? Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. Because most things I have something in my eye, y'all. <laughs> it is really giving me fits. <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. Um, while you do that, I looked up the top 10 movies that are ranked 100 on Rotten Tomatoes. And I just want to see if you've watched any of these and if you agree. Go ahead. 12 Angry Men. Yes. Go ahead. Um, Frankenstein. Whoa. Like old Frankenstein? Yeah, like the 1931 Frankenstein. Mm, I haven't seen it in a while. I don't know, though. But go ahead. Okay. Cool Hand Luke. Cool Hand Luke, 100%. You'd love the movie. The Philadelphia Story. Uh, it's a 1940 romantic comedy. I don't know if I've seen that one. You know what used to be 100 for the longest time and somebody knocked it off? What? Get Out. Really? Yep. Interesting. Uh, number six is Toy Story. 100, 110. Toy Story. Yes. A thousand. Toy Story is a great film and a great movie. Okay. Number five is 1952 Singing in the Rain. Mm. Never watched it. Number four is 1941, The Maltese Falcon. Oh, 100. Oh, you've seen it? 100, yeah. Film Short noir. story too, right? Um, I don't know. Um, Number three is 1971's The Last Picture Show. I haven't seen it. Number two is 1984, The Terminator. At 100? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll take it. I'll buy it on that one. Wow. And number one... Which I'm shocked by this. The Titanic? Pinocchio. 1940, the original Pinocchio. I don't know about that one. I loved watching Pinocchio growing up. Me too. <laughs> but I don't know about it being at 100. Yeah. But, but even then, you would ha- I would need to see some of the audience scores too because we're really about to break it down. Okay. So basically, and this is why, and I was trying to explain this, this is why if you look at Rotten Tomatoes or anything else, especially for comedies or horrors, mm-hmm. They, they are notoriously bad rated films. Yeah. Why is that? It's because if we talk about the history of people who are rating films and, and critiquing films, first and foremost, it's a bunch of old white folks mm-hmm. because they're the people that. who run the academy. Now, that yeah. stuff is starting to change, right? But it still is what it is. The, the foundation of what the, the tiering is and critiquing is is still the same, Right. And who is the Academy? Thank you. People get, they're just, everybody's so pretentious, right? It's like if you are um, a food critic or people who like, oh, I'm a wine connoisseur. I'm not saying that there there aren't wine connoisseurs out there. I'm also telling you that I've watched an episode on Mythbusters and a couple other places that kind of shut people down with their palate is not really that expansive. Mm -hmm. But if you give people that title, they start to believe that it is. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel the same with these film critics. They're a film critic. So, of course, what they say, we have to take their word at. So what you will often see is that a film critic for a comedy or a horror uh, story or horror uh, film will critique the film at like a 60. Or let's say a 58, which will make it a Rotten Tomato. Mm-hmm. Right. So even the Rotten Tomato stuff is not even good. They're 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 basing it off like a uh, the traditional academic ABCDs. Right. Okay. So 58 Rotten Tomatoes, and then the audience score will be 82. 
There will be yeah. a thousand people who who a thousand audience members who rated it and it's 82 and only 200 critics who rated it out of 58. Yeah. Who are we believing? You feel me? Yeah. Who are we believing? The critics who told me that or this the is a 58 or the for. thousand people who consumed it and said that this was in, or at least worth the 82. Yeah. I always think that that's weird because you would think that it would be based off of like box the, what what do they call it? box office sales right and like tickets and streams and for things sure. like that because these are made for people like regular people not for critics you know right the best films i think are the ones that i can almost immediately tell you the ones that i'm gonna like if the audience score is high okay. like very high but the critic score is low i'm i'm i think it's a good movie but not a great film. Not a great film. Okay. So I'm with the critics there. Okay. Right? The, because the critics are critiquing it on that Academy level. They're thinking through the lens of, can this win an Academy Award? Right? Mm-hmm. So if the audience score is high, but the the critic score is low, it, to me, it's probably a good movie. If the critic score is high, but the audience score is low, that's probably worthy of winning an Academy Award. Probably will be. You ever watched Academy Award? You like who watched this film? Yes. I was literally about to say that because when we did our Oscars episode, a lot of those films we had not watched. We were like, mm-hmm. Exactly. And if you go look at it, it's like the audience it's either a low audience participation or a lower audience score, but the film critic scores are higher. Yeah. Right? Now the best movies, in my opinion, are when the critics and the um audience are very closely matched. So if the critics say it's 85 and the audience is like 88 or something like that, those to me are the, those are going to be your classic timeless movies. Mm-hmm. The critics liked it and the audience liked it just as much. Mm-hmm. And they what will last some, a stand of time. What are some of those? Like Toy Story? Toy Story. Get what Out. Else? Okay. There's another one. Will Never Ever Fade, right? Um, I'm trying to run movies through my head like that are matching movies. Also, while getting this thing out of my head, of my uh, eye. You got Rotten Tomatoes pulled up? Uh, no. I was you just had that at... list of um, movies? So, for instance, <laughs> Rotten, Tomato, uh, Rotten, Tomato, Rotten Tomatoes gave uh, New Moon 29%. How you feel about that? Gave it what? New Moon, a 29%, but the audience score. So, here, here's, here's a perfect example. 250,000 plus people rated Twilight Saga New Moon. The audience gave it a 61%. And the Rotten Tomatoes, with only 231 critics, gave it a 29%. Mm. You like New Moon, though. I do. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't always trust what the critics are going to say because they're only looking at it through one particular lens. Yeah. Most movies, and this is why I want people to stop saying everything's trash, because this isn't just what most movies, this is most anything. Most movies are average. Yes, I can agree with that. Most movies are average. And average isn't bad. Yeah, average isn't bad. I feel like I see a lot of movies where I'm like, "Mm, that wasn't my favorite. I'm probably not going to like seek to watch it, but... It wasn't terrible. I'm not disappointed that I watched it. Yes. I don't feel like I waste my time. Now, there are some movies where I'm like, I just wasted so much of my life watching that. That, to me, I'm like, you can call trash. Mm-hmm. Okay. I watched a movie the other day with Kevin Hart. I think it's called something It's called something Like a me Business. Time. Oh. No, something. I watched that too. <laughs> Average movie. That, okay, perfect. Okay, That's, wait. Me Time was given a 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. What's it the, literally the, just popped up. What's the audience uh, score? Um... Hold on. 30. Okay, so maybe that's a trash movie. <laughs> what did you Not think good. of it? I thought it was very basic. Okay. I thought it was like every buddy Kevin Hart movie. Yeah. It was forgettable, I guess you can say. Now, Top Gun Maverick. Audience and crit- critics is high, right? Audience is 99. Critic is 96. The, oh, and And how timeless would that be? Phenomenal. You knew when we watched it, we wanted to watch it three more times. Yeah. yeah. You see what I'm saying? There's a pattern here if you want to look at it. 
Now I'm just looking through Rotten Tomatoes, but go ahead with what you were saying. Um, but yeah, most movies are average. So just let them be what they are. But anyway, I, I started watching a movie. It was called uh, Something Like a Business. And y'all, this movie, <laughs> this movie really was trash. Was it? Oh my gosh. But you know me, I I like to watch everything. So I'm going to watch everything. It came out in 2010. It had Kevin Hart, David Allen Greer. It had a whole bunch of people. Check this out. It didn't even get any critics to rate it. But the audience rated, rating gave it a 45. So that's how you know it just is not a good movie. Yeah. It was low budget. That's all it was. And so the story wasn't great either. But if we're talking about films, films have to have great stories. Yeah. So I really, you know what I really want you to watch? What? Because I think, um, I really think from a story aspect and also from, um, I got to remember what the name is, from a story aspect, but also from like a shooting aspect. I, and it's, a, it's a comedy, but it's a horror. And I think that it's actually not a bad film at all. It's, it's above average, probably won't get the scores. Oh, maybe it did. The Babysitter. On Netflix. Mm. With Bella Thorne, Old Girl, King Batch. I've watched that. I was watching it again today, but I was like, I don't watch it. because, And again, that's one of the movies that I would watch over and over because I think it's a good movie. And they're rated pretty close. What are they rated? So the critics gave it a 72. The audience gave it a 62. Yeah, I could see that. Right? Again, this is a good movie. Not a, And this is what I say about a good movie, not a great film. Look. Uh, average rating or a little bit above average rating for both that but I can watch it more than one time I will watch it more than one yeah. time which means I enjoy my time and I would I allow myself to waste time watching that movie you know what I think is the problem with comedies and horror specifically yes I don't know but tell me uh, it's that I feel like they try too hard to make it scary or try too hard to make it funny that they kind of lose sight of the development of it. Yes. But I don't feel that way in Babysitter. Yeah. You know, like in the in the better comedy movies, I don't feel that way. Or they don't, like the story just didn't make sense. They just try too hard to be funny. But that's the, right. that's the reason why comedy and horror is very hard is because how do you, um, amongst a, a mass of people, make them laugh, right? Unless you know exactly what they're coming for. So let's just say you took a Dave Chappelle or any comic, Andrew Schultz, whoever it may be. Mm-hmm. The crowd of people at their level now, you know who's coming. It's their fans, yeah. right? When I make a movie, I don't know who's going to show up. That's true. So it's going it's going to be the most heavily critiqued. But when we talk about like drama or romance, most people, we have a very rigid view of drama and romance. Mm -hmm. And most people have been through that. Yeah. So they feel like they can connect with those movies more. That's why every Hallmark movie is the same movie. But you want to mm -hmm. watch them all. True. Right? Because you've been through that. But every comedy you haven't been through and every horror you haven't. And the thing is, it's like, oh, you want to be scared, but how much can you do? Let's just keep it a buck. This is why I think horror movies get a bad rap. Let's keep it a buck. You want to go to the movies to be scared. How much can a movie do for you to make you be scared? It ain't going to come out the screen. Yeah. It ain't going to touch you. You're not actually going to get cut when somebody get cut. That's true. So how many ways can a, can a scary movie scare you? Hey, I tell you what, though. If you watch a scary movie in those D-Box seats. That might be something. That right. might be a different experience. I think it would be because the seat actually moves. Right. So you're getting... But so that's, you're getting more than one sense. You're getting feeling and right. vision. And hearing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, duh. So three senses. Maybe if they had smell in there too, you smell like rotten meat. Ew, and stuff. Oh, oh my gosh. God. But it would make for an experience though. I don't want that experience. Hey, but that's I feel like that would be the only way that really like the horror movies could be the only great branded or scored horror movies were something that inserted and changed the time. Like get out, even though they build get out as a comedy, which is crazy to yeah. me. Yeah. But get out was so different. So different. Look at that. It was 100% now. Get out. It's 98%. 98. That's good, though. What other? Uh, oh, Cabin in the Woods is one of my favorite scary movies of all time. Um, Let's see. The Innocence was rated 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. I haven't watched that yet. 
Is that on Netflix? Mm, I don't know. What is it? Innocence of Uh. Chillingly subverts the purity of youth in a powerful acted thriller that lingers long after the credits roll. Interesting. Uh, terror strikes when a group of Nordic children. Nordic track. Mm, I'm just joking. Reveals mysterious powers that take a dark and violent turn. I watched a movie called It Follows. <laughs> Very wild. Yeah. Yeah. How but, was that? But apparently I didn't like it at all because I couldn't follow what was happening. Like, huh. Follow, no pun intended. I couldn't really follow what was hat like. The point wasn't driven home for me. Katie told me that it was about STDs. And that makes a lot more sense. Not me, Katie, because I didn't watch yes. it. Um, shout out to Casey or Duncan. <laughs> K Dunk. Uh, she was like, "Yeah, I remember." She told me like when the movie came out, there was a movement that was along with the movie, so it put the movie in, into perspective, right? So mm-hmm. I guess with, with the perspective, the movie slapped. But with no perspective, I, I was watching the movie like, yo, what is happening, yo? Mm-hmm. What is going on? At the end, I was like, I have no answers. A Quiet Place. Let's look up A Quiet Place. You know, Bodies, 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 which is the new movie yes. with Pete Davidson. Rotten Tomatoes gave it 85 and the audience gave it 69. Again, that will probably be... Nope, got 82. With audience went lower. Audience. Yeah. See, but even with Nope, I knew that because Jordan Peele um, typically scores a little bit lower with his audience than the critics do. Yeah. Because he's a filmmaker, not a movie mm-hmm. maker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, people went in with the idea that they were going to get a Nope or an Us. Yeah, true. And, and they, they did not, even though I can go on. I mean, I know, Nope. I'm sorry. Get out or an Us. I can go on for days about the think piece and Nope, but I will not do it. Um, what movie I was just talking about, though? Looking up on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Zang. Zang. I'm fried. Cooked. What you said. I'm cooked. If y'all remember, let me know. But either way, the scoring. I try not to look at look at the critics like as much as I can. Besides later, especially weeks after when when most people have been able to rate it and stuff like that. I think I'm about to be a little critic on the uh I don't, platforms yeah i don't really um look at the the ratings that much because the things that they've rated super well i'm like i just don't find that interesting so oh for sure but that's the thing about the films right the films are like the ones that they rate high or they're not gonna be the ones that are eye-catching when it comes to marketing because they're trying to tell stories that are very niche very like in the corner stories Mm-hmm. So, the market is very small for them. The new movie that's out right now in theaters, The Invitation. Yes. Twenty two percent. I told you. I told you. Cause, uh, cause, oh girl, remember, oh girl, that's in the Babysitter, the lead girl. She was in a film that came out. Was it was the same film? Yeah, they got a twenty two percent, and the audience gave it a fifty nine percent. I told you. I told you. I knew that that movie was not going to be like do well because it's an old idea. Somebody already did it, and apparently it's about vampires, though. It is. It's a little bit different because it's yeah. vampires. So, despite a very likable lead and refreshingly light touch, the invitation is ultimately too predictable to thrill as either a romance or a horror story. That's even sounds too whatever. What the audience say? Do the audience? The audience said. Um, it took too long to get going. <laughs> That's the reviews that I want to hear. I don't want to hear so the crit- slow, critic reviews. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The audience gets straight to the point. You hear how the critics said everything real like, well, why you open your mouth like that? Because La Llorona. Trash. 7%. Trash. I try to tell. Trash. What was the audience on that? 39. Trash. Now that's something that I would say is trash. That's true. That uh, It's not good. But. Um. Okay, yeah, that's all that's on this list for now. Man, I okay, I'm about to say. to bring up. So don't trust the rate. Trust the ratings, but don't trust the ratings. Mm-hmm. There's a system, and I feel like the system that I figured out is Take a good a um, is a good barometer to let you know if a movie that if you'll enjoy a movie or not. If the tomato meter is high on the critics, but not the audience, you unless you are a cinephile like me, you will not like the film. True. Don't watch it. Because what you're going to do is you're going to watch a good film that by all intents and purposes 
is very well and will probably win Academy Award, and you're going to say it's trash. And honestly, you want to know what it is? It's like going to a, a Michelin star chef restaurant and never eating some of the food before, and they prepare the food, and you say the food was nasty. You don't have the palate for it, is what I'm trying to say. And that's not disrespect. It just is what it is. Yeah. You don't have the palate for it, you're not going to like it. If you get on Rotten Tomatoes or somewhere else, and you see that the audience score is high, but the critic score is low, you're going to like it. Watch it. Watch it. If you get on there... And the audience score is high and the critic score is high. Not only are you going to like it, but you're going to want to watch it multiple times. You know what scored high in both? Rope. A Hitchcock film. Yes. Well, Hitchcock, there are some, there are some like biased directors too. Oh, you think uh, people just score Hitchcock high? Because he's Hitchcock. True. But for sure. Because you know my main critique with Hitchcock films is they too long. Psycho. Psycho's probably got a high score. 96%. High score. 95 audience. North by Northwest or Rear Rear Window or Birds. Look up any of those. Rear Window's a good one. Mm. Low? Oh, wait. That was the wrong one. 98%. But the remake was only 36%. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe it also, the ratings have to do with like the time that they were released. You know, like what was in at the time. Yeah, but think about it. Rotten Tomatoes wasn't a thing back then. I know. So you're like, you're like really taking into account. To me, with old movies, because they're newer people who are rating the older movies. And who have went through either the film school or whatever. So they walk in with this bias. I don't love every Hitchcock film. Yeah. I love Alfred Hitchcock. I don't like love every Rope Hitchcock film. isn't my favorite. Exactly. But look at you. But look at it. Scoring high. Toy Story is the... Ah, man, I can go back and forth with Toy Story all day. You quote Toy Story All the lot. time. Because it's a hundred film. It's a hundred. It's very quotable. It has a great story. That's the, that's the buddy story that you tell. It has a journey not only for... So every movie... And this is something I'm learning right now. Every movie has multiple stories within it. It has like a main story and then like sub-stories underneath. And every sub-story gets filled in that movie. In Toy Story? Yes. The push-pull is incredible. You have felt the feeling of like... You know, you're either growing up or getting left out for something new. Yeah. And and you don't have the pool you once did, but really you're like causing it all in your head, and you can work together as a team. Oh, like it's so wild. Then they go on their own solo journey, even when they're supposed to be together. Like what a what a film! Shout out yeah. to them for making that because what a film. It is a good film, and they had several following. Right, but I don't feel like nothing tops the first one. No, but the other ones again, there were still good movies as well, and they were average. I, I just, if you get one thing out of this episode, please stop calling everything trash. Most things in the world are average. Most people are average. <laughs> Most music is average. Most art is average. Most food is average. Okay. We went to Taco Deli today. Will we go back? Sure. But was it mind blowing? No, it was average. I could pull it up at Rusty Tacos or Torchies or Velvet. That's most true. stuff, you see what I'm saying? Is most things are average, and average is not bad. That's what I want to get at. Is average isn't bad. That might be the title of the episode. <laughs> okay. Average is not bad. Beat it into your head. Because we have been trying to like, and I don't know how we shifted ourselves this way. I'm gonna just say it's capitalism, because you know, capitalism, everything. Um, but we expect that everything is supposed to be top-tier greatness. And let's let's just keep it a book. How can that happen when the volume of things that come out, come out? That's true. How can you expect everything to be great? How can you expect everything to be the best? You can't. You cannot. Most athletes are average in comparison to their peers. Mm, Yeah. You know what I mean? And so stop comparing everybody to... Oh, he's not LeBron. LeBron is not average. He's 100 on the tomato meter. Okay. 
Most of them, he's an outlier, as we would like to say. Yeah. So if you look out the, if you look at the bell curve of life, you took stats, you know anything else? There is a curve that goes up, much like they were showing when COVID happened, and and almost everything in life falls underneath that curve. And every once in a while, you will get outliers that are way outside the curve. And though those people and those things, you can have considerable admiration for and i'm not saying you don't um, you shouldn't admire the average things i'm just trying to say stop calling stuff trash because there's actually a lot of things that aren't trash and you're and you're now we're moving the bar that's what i'm afraid of is moving the bar of things that are average down so low that there is no middle class now we get into economics right i know i'm like um... no i don't want to get into that but i don't want i don't want the average to be depleted like whether it's it's just like good or bad Right, because it's not. That's not how life is. Right. Life isn't black or white. Life isn't good or bad. For sure. This or that. It is so much scale and things in between. So if we just start thinking that everything is one or or the other, then we can't appreciate the things that lie in between that. No, I agree with that. So take that in context when it comes to these films, y'all. Anything y'all watch, documentaries, TV shows, TikToks, whatever it be, when you're (laughs) taking in entertainment or art, just continue to recognize that things are average and scale off of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Okay, so how about we do this? I don't have a term for you today. Okay. But. No games. No, 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 no. I'll give you a game. I'm going to give you a game. I'm going to give you a game. But the game is going to be like more trivia. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> I'm probably going to suck at this. I'll just give you one question. Okay. Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay. What is the highest lifetime grossing movie? <laughs> the Titanic. Titanic is your guess. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Now, at one point it was. It is now third. Okay. Behind Avengers Endgame wow. at number two. Okay. Oh man, what a what a what a what a moment. What a moment. And that was a moment. Number one, I still can't believe. Because I don't think it was that great of a film. Okay. I'm scared. <laughs> but I'm they're scared. coming out with another one here, I think, next year. Jaws. Avatar. Is the highest grossing worldwide film. I should have known that because I've never understood the hype behind Avatar either. I've watched it like 10 times. G- great film. I just don't think... I didn't think that it would gross so much. Yeah. Like, I didn't think it would hit everywhere in the world. Yeah. I remember how big it was, but I just remember being like, why? Also, it was the first, like, huge IMAX film. You know what I mean? Like, that was... Oh, really? Like, so I think IMAX was a thing before that, but they really pushed this to be like, we're going to... It's so much CGI, and we're going to do it in IMAX. It's going to be such an experience. You have to go see it in IMAX. So I think that might have played into it, but... So that came out in 2009. Yep. Which was my... Hey, freshman year. Let me tell you something right now, y'all. If y'all don't think Marvel doing their things, number two is Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. Number four, I mean number five is Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, I can believe that. Infinity War. So not even that's crazy. Number six, Spider Man. Spider Man No Way Home. Really. Number nine, the Avengers. Okay. Number 13, Avengers Age of Ultron. Number 14, right behind it, Black Panther. Fam. And then in the top 25, at 22, you have Iron Man 3. 24, you have Captain America Civil War. Spider-Man Far From Home is 27. Captain Marvel is 28. Yo, they... (laughs) are wild yeah marvel's wild they know what they're doing they got a formula they gonna make money of course and at some point in their life it is not unfathomable to think 
that they will have all top 10 of the highest grossing films. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. That's tough. Because I also don't think that the second Avatar is going to hit as hard as the first one did. No, no way. Except I do think people will go see it. Oh, I definitely think they will. I just don't think that it's going to hit as hard. Yeah, I'm kind of dead on remakes now. I want them to like start doing new stuff. But shout out to Star Wars, The Force Awakens. That's the fourth highest grossing mm. movie. Wow. You know, shout out to Jurassic World, who's yeah. a seven. And The Lion King staying up there. The Lion King and Titanic staying in the top 10 is, is forever goaded. Yeah, that's awesome. Forever goaded. And check this out. Y'all want to know what number 12 is? Top Gun Maverick. Already. Already number 12, which lets me know that it'll probably even go higher. Yeah. That was a good one. It was good. I can't deny that. Top Gun Maverick was out the chain. Maybe at the top. Okay, that's crazy. If you didn't know that answer, um, stay attention. Stay attention. Stay tuned to our uh, Instagram because I'll be asking more movie trivia questions as well because y'all can play the game too. And of course, if you go back to any other episode and hear an industry term, be looking for those terms. Mm-hmm. Um, but anywho, you got anything to say to the crowd, to the people, to the fourth wall? Um, oh. You know what I forgot to say? What? I, I watched Selling the OC. Yeah, we did. We blew through that. Yeah, so blew Selling Sunset, um, they got an office down in um, Corona yes. Del Mar, and they are now Selling the OC. And as we were watching it, because we watched it for a long time, it asked, are we still watching? And I was like, ah! Press next, babe. Yeah, press next, man. It's all in. There. It's always on there. You know what else I forgot? I should have said it to the beginning. So for everybody who doesn't know, this is a treat to y'all who have stayed to the end. This is a PSA to let you know to engage with the entertainment because good things may come. Oh my gosh! How did we forget to talk about because that? Because good things may come. Engage with the stuff that you love because good things may come. We have been watching The Bachelorette, as we say, every single week. And I'm just now a person of the Bachelor Nation. And I tweet every yep, Monday. Not me like, oh, God, it's Monday. What time is yeah, it? Yeah, I know. I tweet every Monday. And one of my tweets won us a free cruise. Hey, shout out to Virgin shout Voyages. Shout out to Virgin Voyages, man, because we're going to go on a cruise in November. Uh, eight days off of one tweet. So just engage with the things that you enjoy. If you enjoy us, engage with us. You never know what may happen. You never know. Now, granted, you I can tell you right know. now, I don't know how the funds to give you a free cruise, but it may be something else that you enjoy. You feel me? But I'm going to leave it at that so okay. that, you know, we can wrap it up and watch The Bachelorette tonight. <laughs> right. Uh, I think it's part one of the finale. I think they're breaking it into two episodes. That that would not be wise for them. They need to watch. They need to wrap it up tonight. I think they always do it like this. Because Monday Night Football is next Monday. No, I think there may be two episodes this week. Wait, is Monday back? Is Monday Night Football back? Sometimes they don't do it the first week. I would assume that it is. Two night bachelorette. So tonight and tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm about to say, get it over before next Monday, because next Monday, you know what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be on this couch watching football. It's a spicy meatball. Anyway, uh, I love y'all. Thanks for staying. Keep everything average in your life. (laughs) But be great. You know what I'm saying? And we'll be back next week. You feel me? Absolutely. And as always, press next. Bye.